0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and we are delighted that you can join us today. Hey, listen! If this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace, we want to welcome you and let you know that you can go on to our website at shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you can catch up on all of the past broadcasts as well as drop us a little note or an email, maybe uh, um, you know some questions you might have or just even some comments on some po- on some past broadcasts. Um, and as well, if if you're a returning listener, we want to thank you uh, for your for your support and um, also a shout out to key radio for letting us use uh, their studios. And one other thing as well, if you are in, the northern utah county area and you do not have a home church why not stop by and say hi to us redemption hill meets every sunday morning at 10 30 a.m at vista heights middle school there in saratoga springs we would love to meet you say hi maybe have a cup of coffee with you or something um and and kind of get to know each other well if you've been joining us you know that we've been going through a series here on shouts of grace called lessons from the pulpit where i've had um, many different friends um from across the country that that occupy the pulpit pastors that have basically kind of shared with us experiences that they've had over the years kind of wisdom maybe some of the greatest lessons that they've learned in ministry and and today um i wanted to kind of take a little bit of a of, of a curve from that for a second um, i have a, i have a friend of mine uh thomas powell uh, the pastor of calvary chapel um virginia beach on the phone um how you doing brother
2: Hey brother, I am doing
1: fine. Thank you for letting <laughs> me be a part of Scouts of Grace. Oh man, what a, what an what a, what an honor! And and you know, you and I, you know, we haven't known each other long. We we, we kind of hooked up at this at this last Cuba trip, but we've traveled in the same family of churches growing up um, in Calvary Chapel. You've been a Calvary Chapel pastor for gosh since since the days of Noah, right? <laughs> it
2: was. Noah was a Noah was a frequent member. I remember him
1: well. <laughs> how long have you been? How long have you been pastoring now, brother?
2: Been pastoring probably
1: about thirty five years now. Wow, wow! And so you've you've definitely you've definitely seen a lot and and um you know God bless you for for all your faithfulness, man, in the in the pulpit and in in building God's kingdom. Um, in thirty five years, you've you you've seen a lot, you've experienced a lot, um, brother. it, It in the last few years um and i want to i want to change uh change gears here from what we've been talking about just because of kind of the the day that we're in and kind of this this time particularly in the last couple of weeks um or the last week um you you've seen a lot in that time and you've seen a lot of a lot of pain and a lot of death and and it seems right now that we are experiencing um the depravity of humanity in regard to Um, Just the disparity of life that 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 at rates we've never seen before um, people are taking their life. In fact, in Utah, we we live in a state that is the highest in the nation between the ages of 14 and 24 um, where people are are, are ending their life. And in this last week. Um, in, in our family of churches, we had the tragedy of of Pastor Jared Wilson taking his life, which has kind of mm-hmm. kind of shocked a lot of us. Um, and, and so what I wanted to do on this episode is I wanted to talk a little bit about that because because I think there's a lot of confusion on both sides a lot of times is is the tragedy pulls up all these emotions in us, like 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 why and what happened. And I don't know that we'll ever know the answers to the questions that 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 plague a person's mind before they go there but maybe what we can do is we can talk about um the author of life and the privilege of life and why it's worth living and then maybe kind of transition into you know what what takes a person or what what can take a person to that brink and 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 you've had a lot of experience and so you know start us off you, you know why why is life so valuable Thomas why is it worth living
2: mm. Gosh, what a great question, and and you're so right, Steve, in how you define where we are in our world today. And we're in a place that is full of, of despair. Um, maybe not one incident or particular situation may be the start or we should call the start of it. I think about nine eleven, which we just have now been eighteen years since nine eleven and the terrorist terrorist attack on our nation. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if I was gonna use that as a starting point of a time of of despair where people people weren't feeling safe anymore. Mm-hmm. And and I remember me myself, Steve, uh nine eleven tweaked me. Nine eleven uh not beyond just bothered me. Nine eleven Changed me, and 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 it, and it wasn't for the good. It, it, it took years for God to do something that David asked God to do in Psalm 23, and that that God restores his soul. You know, yeah. Um, um, my my soul had been my my relationship with God, how I saw God, how I saw my world. Uh, something about seeing those planes going to those buildings, man. And it, it was just some. It was it just. It was just something. Maybe people. Maybe our, our our fathers and grandfathers and grandmamas. Maybe that's what they kind of saw at Pearl Harbor, you know. When, you know, way back then. But just, just for me, there's been that that sense of God doing that. Um, I believe yes, we are we are at a place because we're in the last days. Mm. See, we're in the last days. Jesus says the hearts of men would fail them in the last days. That's right. Um. And and I think that beyond just people having heart attacks, I think it's more than that. I think it's to do with that 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 feeling that we need to feel. Now I, I do throw this out because Jesus is is called the or He is the light of life. Okay, mm-hmm. David was the first one that actually coined that that phrase, God being the light of life. And and I think when that light is is extinguished, when that light is Dimmed. Gosh, despair comes in, and, and you and I were talking off off show earlier about. I mean, great people like the Apostle Paul. Man, Apostle Paul says, man, in Second Corinthians chapter one, that he had a death sentence within himself. Hmm. A death sentence. He was feeling. He was feeling like he wanted to die. You know, because of the things he was going through. And if we talk about talk about people that that we read about. You and me, like. People like Charles Spurgeon, people like uh John Wesley, people like you know, that, that had depression. My gosh, Martin Luther would stay in the bed for days
1: mm. yeah.
2: <laughs> and wouldn't get out of the bed for days because of the depression that, that he was dealing with. Mm. Um, I believe we know the solution is is Jesus. We know because but knowing that he's the light of yeah. life, knowing that he gives us the ability to see life. He's the one that said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. You know, we don't have life more abundantly except through Christ, except through the Lord. You you, and I and every human being, as soon as we're born, we literally start to die. That's right. We start to die. And, and you know what else dies? There, there, there's also just this death, not just of our bodies physically, but there's a death sentence, like Paul said, that's in all of us. Hmm. We, we were born uh, destructive. We're born destructive.
1: Yeah, yeah. You we're, know, were
2: there, it, there, go yeah, ahead, I'm sorry. No,
1: no, you're good. You, you said something earlier that I that I think is, is really, is, it's key, too. You know, you talked about the last days, right? And, and the Bible has a lot to say about the hearts of people in the last days, right? It says, because the will yes. bound, the love of many will grow cold. It talks about a condition yeah. of the heart where— it says yeah. that in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. It's almost like there's going to be this onslaught of narcissism within humanity that they are first above all else. And, and and I think, you know, you and I both know that that when man puts himself first and he's faced with living in the pool of his own depravity, nothing is more depressing than that, right? I mean, if, <laughs> if, if that's the mirror you look in every day and that's the only hope you got then man, I can understand the depression, but here's what's key. And I want to ask you something is, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you talked about it. We, we look at the Bible and when we see David very times of great depression, right? I mean that, that year that he, that he hung on to that sin and that what he did before Nathan called him out on it. You look at Jeremiah, I mean, Jeremiah, man, he, he even cries out at one point. He said, God, you deceived me. Cursed is the day I was ever born. I mean, I wish I was, I wish I was killed in the womb. I mean those are heavy words Elijah running from run, running from Jezebel you see these great men of god that experience depression and 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 here's here's what i'm concerned about Thomas is we live in a very different age today where where people are being Coddled as they're growing up, not to deal with the reality, the harsh realities of life, but but they're being preserved from it. And so, so how do you know when we're teaching our kids? Look, life's going to hit you. How do you deal with those things? As a Christian, you're hundred percent right. I press into the Lord. But here's my question: Depression, when it hits a person, believer or non-believer, okay, that we're going to deal with it differently. There's a huge gap though between. Having depression, which is a normal part of life in that season that you go through, regardless of how you of how you um you know, how you deal with it, and the thoughts of actually taking your life because of the depression. Here's here's my question: Is God lays things on the believer's back in order to refine them, and what often comes as a God ordained result of that? is a season of depression where we have to learn to take the thoughts captive. But I see the enemy of our soul do something very different. I see him come in and take advantage of what God's using to try and refine us and tell us there's no hope. And the only thing you can do in this situation is off yourself and take your life away. Thomas, on the other side of the break, brother, answer this question. How in the world do we preserve hope when everything seems to be following Fall, falling apart from uh, falling apart um, around us we'll be right back you're listening to shouts of grace
0: you're listening to shouts of grace radio with pastor steve at shouts of grace radio we're thankful for the encouragement from key radio reaching utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in provo utah key radio can be found online at keyradio.org and your support of key radio makes programs like shouts of grace radio possible now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to Shouts of Grace.
1: I am your host, Steve Pearson, pastor of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and I am on the phone today with Thomas Powell, senior pastor at Calvary Chapel, Virginia Beach in Virginia. And just before the break, Thomas, I proposed a question to you. Is in the midst of life falling apart where there, is still, where there seems to be no hope, um, how does a person take and handle that depression so that they can draw out something that's worth living for. Because people are ending their lives at rates we've never seen before.
2: Yes, they are. And and Steve, I believe that, that that one of the primary ways is is being in touch with your soul. I'm teaching through the Psalms now on on midweek Bible study, and and we were just in Psalm 41, just in Psalm 41, verse four. And and David is the only one in the Bible that ever asks God to do something, and he asks God to heal his soul. You know, we think about the heart being the the seat of of feelings, And, and, and it is. You know, the soul is the seat of perspective. The soul, my soul is how I see things, Jesus said. And and he he said, guys, I need you praying with me. He asked those guys to pray with him. So he was at a place that was dangerous to be at, where the soul, the perspective, I believe that the soul can be, again, darkened. It can be tinted. It can be brought to a low level. And when brought to that low level, it loses what we need. And that's hope. I have to have visions of hope. Just like your wonderful radio station and the title of it, Shouts of Grace. God does, by his grace, heals a soul. My heart goes out to people who, who haven't got in touch with that. Pastor Jared, you know, who's now with the Lord and due to death by suicide. That's become a more of a common phrase now. Um, wow, Steve, I remember. I remember it was 40 years ago. Where I took my dad's gun and I put my dad's gun in my mouth, and it was mm. all over a girl who, who wouldn't give me attention and, and pretty much left me and rejected me, and and I and I can remember. And I was a Christian. I was a I was in prepar prepa- uh, preparation for ministry, and young, but yet I knew the word. But I really remember. I wish I could have pulled that trigger, mm. but but I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't. And I'm no better than Jared or anyone else that has whipped the whole way with it, but I can, but I can identify putting that barrel in my mouth and, and thinking that you know it's not worth living. And you're right, you said it earlier before the break, man. The devil, the accuser of the brethren, that's what he's described in Revelation. That he comes and he dupes us. He 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 bamboozles us with the old word. <laughs> he comes and tricks us into thinking that there's no hope. And you know what the Bible says about that. Hope yeah. deferred makes the heart sick.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Thomas, and God, there's, man, there's such a finality that, to that decision. You know, I think of every other um, decision that we make that's wrong, that every other decision we make that, that goes against God's desire you know, it's it's almost as if you know. Okay, yeah, we messed up, but but we can we can repent and we can go back and God can teach us from it. This is the only thing you can't do that with. It's the the finality of it secures <laughs> right. my decision as the last decision that I'll ever make. And 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 man, I just I I think that 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 I see Satan's fingerprints all over that in the human psyche. When when he takes the the, the the bad parts of life, the depression that comes, and he now takes that a step further, and he says, listen, this is your way out. And you and I know better than that. You and I know that David's season of depression ended. We know that Elijah's season of depression ended. Right. And we know that Jeremiah's dece- season of depression ended. Paul's season of depression ended. And, and it's a lie he tells us to convince us this is, this is how it has to end, and, and, and I, wanna, I want you to stress um, to our listeners the finality of this. You're, you're, you're talking to a listening audience in a state that kills itself at a rate higher than anybody else between 14 and 24. So listeners, I want you to hear what Pastor Thomas is saying about the finality of this decision and your inability to go back and make anything ever right again.
2: Thank you. I appeal to anyone hearing me now, hearing this radio show now, that is, that is thinking that suicide that often your life is the solution. Let me appeal. Let, let me do something that may be unfair, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want to appeal to your emotions in the deepest sense. Think about the people that you leave behind. Think about the people like your children who have to continue to go on think about your parents who who are going to think it was their fault think about those people that love you those people who care about you now they're left with confusion for the rest of their life because like he said this is a final thing you've done and the devil is a liar your life has worked, but you don't see it now. You don't see it now. You don't see Jesus as the life of light, and having that that light of life, excuse me, the life of life, having Jesus to have that place in your life is everything. See, the first time that I went on the scene of a suicide in my church back in California, and it's just like it was yesterday. As soon as I walked on the property, as soon as I stepped into the, the boundary of the property, I could feel darkness. Here's a man that's in the garage who, who put a bullet through his head. While his wife was at a at a uh, function, a family function. Oh, no, 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 never thought that was happening, never saw it coming, but I felt, these darkness. I can feel what made this man do this. And and not to accept it or anything, but I can feel it. So I say to people hearing us now, resist the devil. This is not of God. Push through. Hmm. Push through. And with God's grace, you can.
1: That's right. That's right. Thomas, um... People take their lives for different reasons. I'm certainly not a doctor. I can't assess their mind, and so I wouldn't pretend to know every reason. But I do know this: oftentimes it has to do with the fact that they feel that they have no worth, no value. Their life doesn't mean anything. And and I and I often use this example because I think it's perfect. You know, when you when you when you look at a painting, right? A, a, you you and I might look at a certain painting, and we'd say, "Well, I wouldn't pay five dollars for that." Yet the the That same painting would would be paid you know five million dollars by somebody else, in other words, there's nothing intrinsically valuable about the painting itself it's canvas and four dollars worth of paint but the buyer the buyer gives it its value because he chooses to place a value on it and and when man sinned and he and he and, and, and he fell from that place of fellowship with God, he became broken. man is to his core he is sinful but Man, is it not true, Thomas, that God the buyer puts value on the human life and he makes you valuable because his love is valuable? And so the, to the person in these last couple of minutes, Thomas, to the person who thinks that, that, that they're not valuable to God, that, that their existence is meaningless, tell them why the cross gives them value.
2: <laughs> because the cross is the clear, high-definition picture of the love of God. Amen. It is it is the expression, the the picture, the shout of grace <laughs> of God's love to us. Jesus went to the cross for you because God so loved you. Now, now accept that. Accept that truth and see your life transformed.
1: That's right. You know, Thomas, we live in a day and age and you and I can probably talk another, another 30 minutes on this. (laughs) We we live in a day and age where, where, you know, you got fake book, you got all these other things where, where people are promoting themselves and there's putting up these images and they're not real. Um, and, and, and I just think, man, if a person can grab onto this truth and idea, just what you said. The love of God is expressed, the value of humanity is expressed in the fact that he didn't have to but did give his son. If, if a person grabs that hope, Thomas, it doesn't matter how many likes they have on Facebook. It doesn't matter how many followers they have on Instagram or Twitter because their value will come from God. And is that not the very thing that heals the human soul?
2: That is the very thing that heals the human soul. His love, his perfect love for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen, if you are listening here um, and you have contemplated, you've had these thoughts, um, as Thomas said earlier, we want to encourage you, we want to plead with you, put the brakes on. The finality of that decision can never be reversed. The hurt that comes from that will never be undone. And it, listen, it is your final statement. Your final statement in life, rather than it being hurt and pain, grab on to the life that God has to offer. Thomas, would you pray for our listeners that might be struggling with this today? You
2: betcha. I'll be honored to. Father, thank you so much. We can talk to you, God. We can recognize you, God. And we can have hope in you, God. Thank you that through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, we can have a born-again experience. Because being born once isn't enough. So, Father, I pray for those who are hurting, and hurting may be even sounding superficial. For those who are in the dark, mm-hmm. I pray for your light to shine. The the light that brings life, and that's Jesus. Pull them out yes. of the darkness, I pray. Mm-hmm. For your glory and for their good in Jesus' name
1: amen amen Amen. hey you've been listening to shouts of grace radio we'll see you next time god bless you
0: thank you for joining us on today's episode of shouts of grace radio practical conversations from god's word hosted by pastor steve pearson we hope you've been encouraged to see the bible as god's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with god If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. You can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.